where we're talking about your new identity. You know, I know that we know who we are, but sometimes we forget, especially when the devil, the devil comes and launches his attack on us. We forget who we are. And so I believe that God wants us to um, really study this today because I, I know that he'll show us something. Maybe something that we're lacking. Maybe the little light bulb will come on like Beavis, you know. But whatever, I know it, it, the word is always good. It can never hurt us. Amen. So I can tell who really, uh, let's see, what am I here? I think I got the wrong thing. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, you have to learn how to judge who you are. You know how we judge others? Yeah, <laughs> I'm all excited. We judge others sometimes by their performance, how they treat us, you know, mean looks, and then we we form an opinion about them. Amen. But what do we do to ourselves? We judge ourselves by uh, a carnal thought process or a carnal mindset. You know, when we look in the mirror, we don't we see something we don't like. You understand what I'm saying? Or you always know somebody else has got it going on a little better. Or you say, well, I wish I was no wrinkles. Or, you know, maybe I wish I was a little lighter. Or my complexion smoother. Whatever it is, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? That's what I want to ask you. <laughs> what do you see? How do you judge yourself? You can't tell who you really are unless you judge it by the spirit realm or from the spirit realm. Because when you judge yourself or anybody by a a carnal mindset, you're getting it wrong. You understand what I'm saying? You're getting it wrong. So you cannot judge correctly from the natural realm. That's what I'm saying. Even ourselves. And especially ourselves because... We judge ourselves harshly. Amen. But we have a new identity. Hallelujah. So we must learn to trust God's word. Even when it comes to judging ourselves. What does the word say about me? Who am I according to God? Not according to what you see in the mirror. Not according to what you think. Not according to what you did yesterday. Y'all here today? Amen. But you have to judge yourself from the spirit realm and not from the natural realm. Amen. And it's all a part of learning to trust God. If you trust God, you'll trust him with you. Amen. And then when you're, you're trusting God and you're trusting him to make you okay i'm having a problem trying to articulate but when you're trusting god for yourself you know to judge yourself correctly you got to trust him you understand you can't go by how you look you can't go by what you lack amen you have to go by what god says about you amen you have to go You have to judge according to what God says about you and how God feels about you and not how you feel about yourself. Amen. Did I get it out? (laughs) Thank you. 
So we must learn to trust the word more than a physical mirror. Amen. Amen. Because we see many flaws. But when God looks at us, God doesn't see flaws. Thank, thank you, Lord. <laughs> he doesn't see flaws. Amen. Woo. We need to know who we are in Christ. See, when we know who we are in Christ, that stops the judgment. Amen. And, you know, then you can accept yourself for who you really are, a child of God, a whole, holy and acceptable to him. Amen. Amen. And you don't critique yourself so much. See, let me just say this. People who judge themselves harshly judge others harshly. Amen. And so we have to really understand that God is satisfied with who we are. He's satisfied with how we look. He's satisfied with us because we're wonderfully and beautifully made. Amen. Hallelujah. And he is satisfied. And so if we stop dealing with everything from a carnal mindset and start to deal with things spiritually and allow ourselves to know God from within and judge from within, let our hearts judge and not our heads. Amen. There that head is again. (laughs) Amen. The emotional realm will come in and it always causes us to be harsh on ourselves because of the emotional realm. You you understand what I'm saying? We are harsh and hard on ourselves because we in what is that? I, I don't know what I want to say. We internalize things too much. You understand what I'm saying? And we we want to define ourselves in some category instead of just accepting who we are in him. Amen. And accepting one another for who we are in him. And know that we're going to make mistakes and we're not perfect. And so we need to forgive one another, love one another, and hold one another up when we mess up. Amen. And the easier you give, the more breaks you give somebody else, you'll get them back. (laughs) Amen. So stop trusting the emotional realm. Stop trusting the carnal realm. And start to put our faith, trust, and our hope in the spirit realm. And this is why we need to learn to walk in the spirit. Amen. Why? Because the spirit realm consists of truth. In the spirit, we are totally different people from what we think we are. Amen. And we judge ourselves with carnal minds. And we judge others with carnal minds. But we need to know who we are. Amen. Because if we know who we are, then we will stop judging ourselves so harshly. Stop looking in that mirror. And when we look in the mirror, that reflection that we see is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Even the flaws. Because if they were so bad, God would remove them. Amen. And so we need to stop judging from the carnal, with a carnal mindset. Amen. And see things how God sees it. Amen. 
So our emotions are from the carnal realm. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and our emotions can run away with us. Amen. Just our imagination running away with us. <laughs> Amen. And so we need to exchange this carnal emotional thinking to thinking like Christ, having the mind of Christ. Amen. Because that's our rightful inheritance, to think like him, have the mind like him. And to accept things like he does. Amen. Things that you can't do anything about. Just leave them with God. And we need a total change. A total makeover. Amen. (laughs) We're just a mess. Amen. Most of the time. Well, 50% of the time. We're just a mess. Amen. But who we really are. According is according to God. God's image is the only image that makes sense, and God's image is the only image that that matters. Amen. It's how God looks at you, what He sees when He looks at you. Amen. So why don't we turn to Second Corinthians five? Hallelujah. And we're going to get a little bit more understanding of who we are in Him. You know, we know the scripture, we know all of that, but do we really know who we are in him? We have a new identity, and that new identity we need to uh, understand that God made us who we are, and we're just perfect just the way we are. We are fine just the way we are. Amen. God loves us. He doesn't make mistakes. So whatever flaws that are there... They're supposed to be there. Or you can change them. If you can change them, then do so. But some things, God, you know, we're perfect. You know, God will, if it's anything that's not perfect, God will put us back on that molding wheel and purify us. And sometimes our hearts just need to be purified. That's what's wrong. I was going to get there later. Amen. Second <laughs> Corinthians five seventeen. And it's good to reflect back on what God says about who we are. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Amen. So old things have passed away. Amen. That word new means unused, fresh, amen, and novel. So your life can't go forward if you're thinking backwards about who you are. Amen. And this is why some of us can't get anywhere. You're going and you're doing stuff and you're making two steps backwards, one step forward. And it's because we refuse to let go in our minds who we are. We refuse to let go of the condemnation and let go of the embarrassment or our flaws you know we sit our flaws right here when they ought to be in the garbage can amen because you know what can you do so start liking who we are and this is what i'm believing that god is saying start to like who you are amen see if we we uh receive that love from christ receive the love of god and walk in love. We won't judge ourselves so harshly. That's part of it. And this is why we see so many flaws. 
because we're we don't know that we're loved. We don't feel loved. Amen. And so we need to allow God to love us, receive it and accept it. Amen. The love of God is is shed in our hearts. Amen. And then abroad from our hearts it goes and it's you know, it flows from God to us and from us to other people. Amen. And sometimes when the love walk ain't right, we don't feel satisfied with even ourselves. We're very critical of ourselves and other people. That's because we don't receive love from God. Amen. Hallelujah. We think backwards when we're trying to go forward. And we get nowhere. Amen. So, Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, If anything is in Anyone is in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But this scripture is not talking about your physical body becoming new. You know, it's like the Pharisees. One of them asked Jesus, how can you get back? I go back into my mother's womb and be born again. You understand? So this scripture is not talking about a, a, a physical, your physical body becoming new. But it's about you becoming new on the inside, spiritually. Amen. It's a spiritual newness. And so this is why if we're new spiritually, we shouldn't judge carnally. Amen. Because God is not speaking to, the, to us through the carnal realm. And he's not speaking to our flesh. He doesn't do anything uh, through our flesh but tell us to get rid of it. Amen. And sometimes this is why we go through tribulation so that our flesh can be purified and burn off of us. And some of us still manage to go back and grab, you know, after God's done a work, we go back and grab the stuff that we don't like because we feel comfortable in that skin. Amen. But we need to get rid of it. Amen. Your spirit, man, is all new. That carnal man is dead. And we're going around in grave clothes. Are y'all here today? <laughs> Amen. Our physical body has to be trained off thinking differently. You know, trained to think differently by renewing your mind. Everywhere you, you, know, you go, you're going to hear this message some kind of way about renewing your mind. Because so is a man thinketh, so he is. Amen. So is a man thinketh. Or where the, Joyce Meyer says, where the, the mind goes, the man follows. So if you sit up and think about dirty stuff all day long, you're going to go do it sooner or later. So if you get your mind cleansed, how do you do it? By the washing of the water of the word. See, when you meditate on the word, it washes your mind clean. Amen. The word is it's already been tried, so don't say it won't. won't. Well, I tried that. You didn't try it long enough. I feel you. <laughs> you didn't try it long enough. Amen. See, sometimes we try to internalize the word instead of allowing it to, you know, marinate on our minds. We need to ponder and think about it and allow God to allow this word to wash our, our minds and our hearts. The word washes our hearts too. The word of God rightly defines, it, it separates 
marrow from bone and it separates flesh from spirit. It separates cleanliness from something that's ungodly. When the word of God comes in, it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it'll cleanse you if you let it. Amen. But see, we don't, we, we want to just read, read that word real quick because we don't like to feel conviction and we get out of that word real quick and say, I read it. <laughs> and it was good. That word was good. <laughs> But did it do its job? Did we allow it to marinate? That's what we need to allow. You know, open yourself up to it. Don't shut yourself off where the word can't minister to your heart and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. So your spirit was dead before salvation and now it's alive. But it's not death uh physical death it was a death means also separation from god amen not ceasing to exist but separation from god so that's how we were dead but we're very much alive because we're born again and we have the life of christ on the inside of us amen and so that's what makes us a new creation you're a new creation in the spirit our bodies and our carnal man just got to catch up with what has happened to our spirit already amen and so we need to stop depriving our our uh carnal realm from change Allow it to change. See, sometimes we grab a hold of it. We want to con- continue to embrace it because we think we're going to be bored if we don't have all of these little, you know, whatever. They, I don't even know what to call them. Little bad habits or things that we think about. We don't want to give them up for and exchange them from the mind of Christ. Thinking on, thinking on these things, good, lovely, pure. And of good report, thankworthy, praiseworthy, thinking on those things. That's what Jesus thinks about. And what would Jesus do? He'd get his mind cleansed. Amen. <laughs> and he'd tell you to stop thinking like you're not born again. You know, I've, I've been around people and, they, and somebody would say, are they, are they saved? Are you sure they saved? I said, yeah, they saved. They saved. <laughs> But we need to start acting like we're saved. Amen. And this confuses the world. People get around us and say, hmm, you know. But we should start to think with purpose. Thinking with purpose will stop our carnal mind from going nutty. Amen. And have a mind connection to God. A mind connection. Yes. I like how that sounds. <laughs> Amen. We will never know who we are in Christ until we start believing it. Believe it. We need to believe it. Believe in the process. Amen. Of being sure. You've got to believe in the process. Believe that you can be changed by the renewing of your mind. Some people don't believe in that process. Amen. But we need to start trusting God in you know, him who has started a good work in us can surely complete it. Amen. He can get us where we need to be so that we can think like Christ and have the mind of Christ, which is our rightful inheritance. Amen. And this is what we want. Hallelujah. So we're not that person anymore. You can get in that word and get redeemed and get cleaned and, and changed and be transformed until you're not that person that you used to be anymore. And you're going to look in the mirror and say, well, who are you? 
Amen. You're, you're, you're the same person, but you're better, faster, stronger, mightier, you know, pure. You're pure and holy. Amen. And you become a peculiar person. Amen. One of those peculiar people that the world doesn't like, but it's okay. Amen. God is satisfied with his peculiar people. Amen. And so we need to start to trust God so that we can start to walk in our new creation life. Amen. It's never too late. Ephesians 2.1. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.1. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's just good to go back and get the facts. And it says in Ephesians 2 1, it says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. It says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature children of wrath just as others. Amen. Hallelujah. So we no longer, but we no longer have an old nature. See, because we have a new creation life. And so what we read just then lets us know. That we once walked in the course of the world. We don't do that anymore. Because Jesus went to that Christ once and for all for us. And that once was good enough. Amen. See we're just doing some sloppy agape. And we can change if we want to please God. Amen. If you want to look in in a mirror clearly. You know you will stop the sloppiness and start to tone up. Do some spiritual calisthenics. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not children of wrath anymore. You don't have to teach a baby to throw things. This is what this just said. What we just read. You don't have to teach a baby to throw things. Hit people. Spit on people. You know, cry to get attention. That's a natural response. You know, you don't have to teach anybody how to be mean. We're mean by nature. Naughty by nature. Amen. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in. Amen. But you have to teach your baby to stop throwing, stop hitting, stop crying, stop spitting. Got to teach them that. And so we need to be taught. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us to tone it down. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 4. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loves us, even when, he was, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace. Amen. You have been saved. So by grace you have been saved by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says in verse 6, And raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. 
and that not that not of your not of yourselves but it is the gift of God so in other words you didn't earn your salvation amen not of works least anyone should boast for we are his workmanship and we need to underline this circle it or do something highlight it for we are his workmanship in other words his de- design his creation his divine design amen it says created in Christ Jesus for good works we are not created to do bad things amen but we are created for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so God's already prepared the way for us to live holy and walk in the ways and <clears throat> and do good works do good things for him amen we've already been called to do that so if we were created in Christ Jesus for good works why do we walk in so much condemnation are y'all here today we don't walk in condemnation we don't need to walk in condemnation amen we need to know who we are amen why do we still walk according to the flesh and war in the flesh you know the bible says the weapons of our warfare is not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds but we still war in the flesh well it's him it's her and see i did this because she did that amen and so we're warring in the flesh with the flesh but this is not a carnal the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god Amen. To the pulling down of strongholds. So in other words, that's I think it's in that's Ephesians six. And it's telling us that your fight is not with flesh and blood, but it's with principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. Amen. So in other words, your fight is with the devil. It's not with with uh human beings and it's not your fight is not um carnally fought. Amen. But it's a spiritual battle. And you use spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle. Why would you you use carnal weapons for a spiritual fight? It makes no sense. So we all, we just need to stop and think. You know? And we need to get rid of our flesh. Because flesh messes us up. It really, really does. Let's go to Psalm 51. And then we'll come back to the Old Testament. Psalm 51. I passed it. Psalm 51 verse 10. Let's go to verse 5 first. And it says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. It says, and in sin my mother conceived me and this is good for you to understand how you were born into sin amen and you're not that person anymore let me read it again it says behold verse 5 i was brought forth in iniquity and in sin and in sin my mother conceived me behold you desire truth in 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 the inward parts so you desire truth in the inward parts in other words, in your heart, you got to let God deal with your heart. You got to let God deal with you 
in who you are what you don't understand what you don't like you gotta let god do these things amen hallelujah let's jump down to 10 verse 10 it says create in me a clean heart O god and renew us a right well it says in my bible steadfast spirit but it's that's a spirit that endures amen Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Amen. And do not cast me away from your presence. And, and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. I can't imagine God doing that. Amen. So we need the truth of the word working inside of us. And this is really what the writer is saying. By meditating on the scriptures and walking in truth. See, truth opens up a whole new avenue of who we really are see we need to deal with who we are when we look in a mirror when we're judging ourselves or sizing ourselves up we need to deal with truth amen and then if we're dealing with truth the holy spirit will guide lead and guide us to all truths and we'll know that we're okay the way we are that god is satisfied with us amen that we're not mistakes god doesn't make a mistake he loves us and we're here for good works amen hallelujah we're chosen for good works amen we're not some crafty little people that the devil can just kick around and 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 keep money from us and jobs from us that's not who we are you know what i'm saying that's not who we are amen hallelujah and so we need to understand that god uh how can I say it? Nobody can stop your harvest. Amen. Amen. Nobody can stop what God has for you. No more than they can stop Job from being blessed. Receiving double for his trouble. Amen. And so if you're trusting God and you know who you are in him, you know that the best is yet to come. Because you're trusting and relying on and leaning on him. Amen. And so you have to stop judging others and judging ourselves you know and start to um have our minds renewed so we'll judge by the spirit and not judge from our fleshly mindset amen so changing our mindset and believing that we are new creations in christ is what we we want to do meditating on the scriptures and walking in truth let's go to verse 12 i don't know if i read it or not Okay. This is restore to me the joy of your salvation. Amen. Amen. You know what brings you joy? Being humble. Humility brings joy. Arrogance make you mean, make you proud, you know, make you stuffy till nobody wants to be around you, not even you. That's why when you <laughs> That's why when you look in the mirror, you look in a glass darkly. You don't see what God sees. You don't see a new creation person. But you see the same old person with same old problems who ain't going to never change and never get it together. And the devil has messed your mind up. Amen. Hallelujah. That bulb is screwed the other way. Counterclockwise. <laughs> so you have to start to meditate on the word. Change your thinking. Change your mind. And then you will change as a person and your opinion of yourself will be better. 
your opinion of others. See, when we, we judge others harshly, it's because we judge ourselves harshly. We need to change that. And God can take all of that. He can take care of all of that and stop and start, you know, we need to start expecting God to come through for us. Instead of, oh boy, it's never going to change. That's coming from you. It ain't coming from God. God never said that. Amen. God says, blessings unto you. Blessings be it unto you. Amen. You know, God of your salvation who loves you and who wants to give you the desires of your heart. He never said, ain't nothing going to ever change and you ain't going to get. That's coming from you. And so it's it's up to us because God has given us. The privilege of governing our own bodies, our own minds, our own selves. It's our job to change how we think. Amen. To change our opinions. And to change how we think and what we think about others. Amen. That's our job. God's not going to say, okay, let me erase that from your memory. And here's something better to think about. We got to do that. Amen. Because we govern our own selves. Amen. But we can do this. It's not a hard thing. All you have to do is is get tired of being stuck in a rut. Amen. And, And desire to move forward. Because God will give you the desires of your heart. Just give them a chance. Amen. Verse 13 says, Then I will teach transgressors your ways. So the writer is saying this. God, if you restore the joy of my salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit, I'll teach transgression your way. In other words, I'll get out and I will do more for you. I'll live for you. I'll deliver the word. You know, I'll be a a model for you, you know, because I'll be a witness because a witness for Christ. People are supposed to know who you are when you walk around. Amen. And they, they, see, that's your new identity. In other words, we'll walk in our new identity. Because it is hidden in Christ, Jesus. But I know if we explore him more, amen, through relationship, then we'll find our true selves. Because who we are is hidden in him. Is that making sense? Who you really are is in Christ Jesus. It's hidden in him. And so for you to find out who you really are and live out of that, you have to explore him. In him we live and move and have our being. In him, by him, through him. Everything is done through Jesus. Amen. Because that's who we really are. You know, we're holy like him. We have his personality. And I believe we look like him. Amen. And so we, it's a trust thing where you have to start trusting God more and more because you're just tired of the same old, tired of disliking yourself, tired of your shortcomings, tired of all of this stuff. You just, just need to change. Amen. And you can change by renewing your mind in the word. I hate to keep saying it, but that's the only way. See, this, this, this word is alive. That's how it changes you. It's quick, sharp, and alive. Sharpen in a two-edged sword. And, and it, it, it can crease and, and cut and separate whatever it is that ain't cool if you let it. But if you don't let it, then you're stuck with just little old you. Amen? And you'll get tired of that. Not that we're such bad people, but we just need a change. Amen. Why? Because we want whatever's in our benefits package. You want whatever God has for you. Because we're heirs. 
And there's a lot of things that God wants uh, to give to us because we are heirs, because of who we are. Amen. And so we need to realize who we are so that we can win souls to Christ. You know, we can't win souls to Christ if you don't like yourself. And what are you going to tell somebody? You ain't going to tell nobody nothing. Pouting, mad, looking crazy. That's what you're going to do. And they're going to say, are they really Christians? I thought they were Christians. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to get this issue straight about who we are. And we have to allow God to help us accept who we are. Help us accept and love ourselves. Am I making sense to anybody today? Amen. So when we look in the mirror, the reflection that we should see is Christ. Amen. Amen. So we see when we look in at that reflection and we look with spiritual eyes at ourselves and at others, we should see Christ. We should see something that's all good. It's all good. Nothing bad. Are y'all here today? Amen. And so we have to trust God that he will lead and guide us into all truth. But you can't do it allowing the word to fall by the wayside. Amen. Hallelujah. The fellowship with Jesus' sufferings and that you know him will cause you to know who you are. Fellowshipping with him. Allowing his love, his great love to surround us. Am I making sense? You know, trusting that Jesus died on that cross. If you were, you know, this is what won me to Christ and won me over. When I was at my lowest point, the Lord told me that if I had been the only one in this world, he still would have went to that cross for me. And when he said that, I melted. And I was straight. I said, I don't need nobody else but him. Amen. Because he would have died just for me. Amen. Because, see, that's when it becomes personal. And that's when you get healed and delivered and set free. And so we can't keep holding Jesus and God at bay. You know, we got to allow them to come in and minister to us so that we know and understand and realize who we really are in Christ Jesus. Because there's so much that knowing who you are can get you. Amen. Going and buy with no money. No. Having and or not having not bug you. You know, whether you're a bound or a base. You know, you seek comfort. And you're satisfied just the way things are. Amen. If you never get anything from God, the ride has been beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. And so you have to learn how to receive from, from God and from uh, allow Jesus in your heart so that he can mellow us out. So that we can really see, is that a word? So that we can really see what life is all about. We haven't lived until we allow God to come in. Amen. That's what a real life is. Amen. Let's go to Romans 5. Hallelujah. Romans 5. 
And I just warn you that on my pages, this is where my pages are very messed up. Let's see, 5 verse 1. I'm hoping it's here. Yeah, it's here. And it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, that's you and me, we're justified. In other words, you don't have to explain you to nobody. Amen. Because you know who you are. What you do is you tell the devil who you are and what he can and cannot do. Amen. See, when you know who you are, you stand on something. You stand on something. You know, because you have a platform. If you don't know who you are, you got nothing. Amen. All you have is some kind of stuff that you rehearse, that you hear other people say, and you say it, and it has no foundation. It has no validity. And it's really not a strong stand because it's just in here. It's in your mouth. It ain't in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it says here, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace, in which we have in, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Now, I know that's a laugh. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Verse 5 says, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Amen. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts. Verse 6 says, for when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Amen. It says in verse 9 much more than Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled. I would do that again. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled. When we were enemies, it's when we were unsaved. You were God's enemy. Reconciled to God through the death of his son. See, Jesus reconciled us back to him through his death, burial, and resurrection. It says, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's go down to verse 19. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, talking about Adam, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, talking about Jesus, many will be made righteous. Amen. See, we are the righteousness of Christ. Amen. How can you not ignore? How can you ignore? We are the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Because of what he did at Calvary. We're saved from um, the old form of doctrine. We're saved from that. 
so now we can walk in the newness of life. In other words, we can walk in our new identity. Amen. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we need to believe it, know it, and live it according to righteousness. You know, when you look in the mirror, you should see a righteous person. You have to remind yourself, I am the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to judge uh, myself. You know, and that's so much condemnation. Stop judging yourself. Amen. Because God doesn't see anything wrong with you. He loves you. He made you. He created you. When you... When you are dis, um, now if you sin, if you in sin, be dissatisfied with yourself. But you, but you repent. But what I'm talking about is your image, your image, amen. And so we have to trust God that He knew what He was doing when He formed us in your mother's womb, amen. He knew what He was doing. So by one man's actions. We were separated from God. I'm just paraphrasing. Amen. Because we had a sin nature. But by another man's actions, we were born again. A brand new species. Amen. And we have a new nature. Hallelujah. And then we were united with God. Hallelujah. And now we must renew our minds according to Romans 12, 2. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to tell you to write it down. We read it so many times. But according to Romans 12, 2, so we can start living out of our spirit man, walking after the spirit, you know, being transformed by the renewing of our mind, not walking in the flesh, amen, not looking at everything according to the flesh, amen. You know, your flesh is God's enemy, and this is why we shouldn't operate in it, because at some point, your flesh and God's principles are going to run right into, going to butt heads. And guess who's going to win? God's principles. Amen. Well, y'all act like you don't, ain't sure. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to keep on going. Amen. So now we must renew our minds. And uh, Romans 12, 2 says, be not transformed or don't be conformed. To the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. What does that mean? Walking after the Spirit, allowing God to change how you think. Change, and then see if you start changing what you think about, you'll start changing where you go, who you talk to, and what you do. You're not going to do it if you don't change how you think. Because if you you keep thinking about what you want to do and I ain't going to do it because of, of God and I love God, you, you're going to do it eventually. But you got to root that out of your thinking. You, you can't think like that anymore. Amen. You got to be ye transformed by rooting out garbage out of your brain. Amen. Renewing your mind. You just won't make it like that. Amen. Nobody can. See, you know what that is? That's trying to do it in the natural without allowing God to really come in and save you. Amen. Save you from you. And so you have to trust God. You got dirty habits or whatever it is. God can heal you. Amen. But you got to quit trying to do it yourself. That's where we mess up. I mean, it's good for you to try to. 
you know, I was looking at the 700 Club the other day. I don't know who saw it. It was just yesterday or the day before, and this man was an alcoholic. And he, the God told him, every time you get a taste for liquor, get in my word. And so he did it. He said one time, he did it like 30 times a day. He went, because see how the devil can torture us? 30 times a day he wanted liquor. Amen. And so most people just would have went whoopy and had a party. But he didn't. He went and he did. He followed instructions and he got into the word. And so he says as he read that word, just like God told him, he wanted that liquor less and less. Amen. Got restored. Amen. Kept his family. Because he was just, you know. He was just, because of how he was raised, he was just very hurt and angry and just had been in jail. I mean, the whole nine yards. But God changed him. But see, we don't give God, you got to give God half a chance. You got to go to him. Quit waiting on him to come to you. It don't work like that. He's Father God. (laughs) Amen. But we need to stop judging ourselves and stop criticizing how we look, what we, you know, everything. And be thankful for who we are in him. Amen. Because, see, we are in him. You're not in this by yourself. You ain't just you. (laughs) But you are in him. Hallelujah. So we need to live, live out of our new identity. Amen. And it's, it's really, it's a spiritual awareness. You know, they got breast cancer awareness and, you know, a healthy awareness for your weight. They got everything except spiritual awareness. Amen. Amen. So it's up to Christians to let people know that this is what's needed, a spiritual awareness of who we are. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to change. We need change is good. We need to renew our minds so we can know who we are. We will never know who we are if we keep thinking the same old way. And we have to see ourselves as Christ, the anointed one. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8. But we need to lose our carnal mind. Flip over to Romans 8, verse 7. Now, I'm not sure I have this page. Yeah, I do. Romans 8, verse 7, it says, Because the carnal mind is the enmity against God. In other words, the carnal mind fights against God. It's the enemy of God. It fights against God all the time. Well, I love the Lord. Well, you maybe you do, but you don't love him enough to be changed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, for it is not subject to the law of God. Your, your carnal mind don't want to do what God says do. It just don't. Amen. It just don't. Verse 8. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen. You can't please God being in the flesh. Verse 9 says, but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. That's where we're supposed to be. You see, we're not made to be in the, spirit, in the flesh. It's if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Maybe you just need to get saved. Say the sinner's prayer. That's necessary, too. So, you know, you'd be surprised. Amen. Say the sinner's prayer and be sure. 
Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Verse 10 says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. So see, that's why we are righteous before him, because we, you know, we've been approved. You know, God has, has already put his seal of approval on us. We're redeemed from the curse of every kind of curse. Sickness, disease, amen. We're redeemed. And so we don't have to go around tiptoeing around operating like a little thief because we're not thieves, amen. Amen. Christ died for us. And so uh, in our benefits package, everything belongs to us because we are heirs. We're heirs to the kingdom of God. We are heirs. We don't have to sneak around and try to... You know how you go and you visit somebody and you don't feel comfortable there because it ain't your house or you've never been there before? Well, see, you don't have to do that in God's house, in his kingdom. Amen. Everything is yes and amen. Hallelujah. He loves you and he wants you to feel at home when you're, you know, in the king, operating in the kingdom of God. But you've got to know who you are. You're not a stranger there. You need to, you know, you need to feel welcome and at home because he's your father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you have to feel comfortable enough to cry out to him in a time of trouble. Abba, Father. You know, in other words, Daddy, help me. You know, if you don't feel comfortable enough to call him Daddy, then you need to go take a dunk in somebody's pool. Amen. And then maybe you will... Make your election sure. <laughs> Amen. You know, say the sinner's prayer again. But know who you are. You know, know that God loves you. And he is not embarrassed of you. You know, he, he look, he, he put his, the spirit of his son inside of us. Amen. So you can, we all can know who we are in Christ like Paul. Amen. He went from murderer to conqueror. Amen. Because he knew who he was. See, Paul knew. He, he got saved and he got baptized in the Holy Ghost. He knew he was different. He, there was not one thing on the inside of Paul that questioned who he was. He knew who he was. And he did a lot of things that wasn't right. Amen. And then when he started preaching the gospel over in the book of Acts, a lot of people recognize and say, hey, isn't that Saul, the one that was torturing Christians and, and, and killing them and going into the churches and beating them and dragging them? But you know what, Paul, he, he said, look, that's under the blood. <laughs> Y'all going to have to leave me alone because I know, you know, in him, you know, who my Redeemer, my Redeemer liveth on the inside of me. And so Paul, imagine it was hard for him to make that change. But I'm telling you, I think, I believe he never gave it a second thought. Because he was so happy for those scales to fall off of his eyes. Amen. Where he could truly see who he was in Christ Jesus. Amen. He received his sight in more ways than one. Amen. And so, you know, you just can't look at where you are, but look at where you're going. Amen. Look at where you are going. So Paul went from murderer to conqueror. And he was transformed. Amen. And he knew who he was. And this is all God wants us to do. He wants us to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Let's go to Acts 9. 
And we just read, let's see, let's back up just one book. Well, okay, just go for your device and push. <laughs> Forgot who I was talking to. And push on something. Acts 9. And let's go to verse 10. And it says, and this talks about when Paul was baptized. We won't read it all. But verse 10 says, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. See, he wasn't running. These people didn't run from God. Amen. Like we do. Verse 11, so the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight. I like that. Straight Street. (laughs) It says, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. Amen. A murderer praying. Praying for healing. Amen. Verse 12, and in a vision he He has seen a man, talking about Paul, Saul. And it says, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Ananias is saying, look, don't go, don't get me set up, you know, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I love you Lord but please don't set me up with a murderer verse 14 says and then there he and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name but the Lord said to him go for he is listen to this a chosen vessel that's me and you amen hallelujah Everybody need to say amen. Amen. What's wrong with y'all today? A chosen vessel. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. That will show forth the praises of him that sent them. Amen. What a wonderful epitaph or whatever you may call it. It's just so wonderful that God would think to choose us. Amen. When we weren't thinking about him. Amen. I know Paul was happy. He was happy because for all he had done, he was so excited to be called a vessel of mine. Amen. So so, uh, the, the Lord said to Ananias, go for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Amen. Amen. It's so awesome. And Ananias, in verse 17, went on his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me and you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, hallelujah, there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received his sight at once, and he rose and was baptized. Amen. So, so when he had received food, he was strengthened. And then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And it says, and immediately he preached the, he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he 
is the son of God. Amen. He preached immediately. It didn't take him a while to try to figure out if he should or shouldn't. Or if the people were going to listen. Or will they receive me? Will they like me? He didn't care from where Paul come from. He was glad to do anything God had asked him to do. Amen. He was happy to just have a job for God. Amen. Praise God. So he was converted. This was Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. He was converted. And this was the end of his conversion. Amen. And it was sealed with the promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He was, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. It says he received the Holy Spirit as Ananias laid hands on him. Amen. Praise God. You know, God doesn't do mess ups. He knows exactly what he's doing. Hallelujah. You got to know who you are. Paul knew who he was. You know, because just ask that little, them little demons. You know, was it the, the seven sons of Sceva, whoever they say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? So they, the devil knew who Paul was. Amen. You know why? Because Paul knew who he was. Amen. He knew who he was. There was no doubt in his mind that he had been converted. Amen. And set free. Hallelujah. you got to know who you are. Then when you know who you are, and you have that power behind what you say, you can make the devil do anything you want him to do, which is go to back to hell where he came from. Release people and let them go in Jesus' name. Amen. Be healed. You can lay hands on the sick. Raise people from the dead. It's all in what you know. Amen. And who you know. We know the right person. We just don't know who we are. Amen. We have no confidence in us. But we have confidence in our flesh. And we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have confidence in our flesh. Amen. We're new. We have a new identity in Christ. Like Paul. Amen. So from murder to uh, a deliverer, he set people free. He preached the gospel. Amen. And he conquered the works of the devil. I think God, of all the people in the Bible, I I like Paul the best. Amen. He had the spirit of Jesus in him and on him. Amen. So it's just so awesome. Paul knew who he was. And we need to find out who we are and allow it to be forever settled in our hearts. Amen. Where we don't question who we are. Amen. Because, see, if you question who you are, what you think? The devil's not going to respect you. If you don't know, he don't know. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? That's what that was about. Amen. And so you need to step up and say, I am whoever that's who i am amen like jesus didn't even answer these crazy people he just said i am that i am and my name is am and our name need to be am amen now i know that was you know you won't take that anywhere i'm almost done (laughs) galatians 4 hallelujah galatians 4 7 i'm just going to read it to you I'm sorry, Galatians 4.4. 4. And it says here, 4 verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. 
to redeem those who had who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and because you are sons and listen to this and remember it God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart are y'all here I'm going to read it again it says in verse 5 to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and because you are sons who, who, who am I talking to? Us. Me and you. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying out, Abba, Father. Now why are you able to cry out and call God Father? Amen. Because the spirit of his son is in your heart. And if, if the spirit of his son is in your heart, then that makes you a son. Because that's your brother. Amen. Hallelujah. It's your brother. You know, the Bible says Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that's why. Because he's close to you. Amen. That kinship is, is what makes you who you are. Amen. Amen. And so let's see. Where am, where am I reading to? Let's do verse 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave but a son. And it says, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So if you're a son, then you're an heir. You can't be a son without being an heir. And what is that saying? That's saying you need to get some stuff from God. And stop doing without. Because you're an heir. An heir is a person that has something coming to them by rights. Although you didn't earn it. Amen. It was willed to you. Amen. And so, you know, we are sons of God. Hallelujah. We have the spirit of Christ in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Because we are sons, no longer slaves, but sons. And if a son, then heirs. Hallelujah. Through Christ Jesus. We are holy, not carnal. So we need to stop acting carnal and put our flesh to death. By allowing the word of God to transform us. Because you are not that person anymore. Amen. Well, I feel like him. I feel like that. But you're not that person. you got to convince yourself that you're not that person. Amen. The only person that's, that's telling you you're the same and you haven't changed is the devil. Amen. He doesn't want you to know what you really know. Amen. And I put it like he doesn't want you to act on what you know. And see, that's why we don't act on it because we're not sure. Amen. Because we're going, we're still operating out of our carnal man. We don't feel holy. Are y'all here? We don't feel it. Nobody asked you to feel. This is not a feel good thing. Amen. You know, this is uh, uh, something that's willed to us by God. You know, through Jesus Christ, and we've been um, how, how can I, we've been okay by God to receive it, Amen. Because it belongs to us; it's been willed to us, and it's ours for the taking, Amen. We can write our own ticket in life, but it, it, you got to know who you are, Amen. You got to know what, and if if it's something bugging you about you, repent. Just, just repent. Why carry it around? You know why? Because you want to be mad. 
People don't repent because it feels good. Massage me. You know. Pity, self-pity, massage me. Discouragement. You know. Disappointment. Feel good. You don't want to. You don't want to be good. You know. You don't. I do it tomorrow, and then by the time tomorrow comes, you forgot to forgot to repent, and then you got all of this stuff on you. You know what I'm saying? The minute you 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 feel like you ain't clean, get clean. Amen. If you had to do it twenty times, that man did it thirty times. Went in his work because thirty times he wanted to drink liquor. But he got clean. Amen. He got clean. Because he trusted in what God told him. So put the flesh to rest. Amen. (laughs) Because you have a new identity. Hallelujah. Be a doer of the word. Not just hear. See hearers don't receive anything. Just hearers only don't don't know who they are. But hearers and doers want to get the job done. And they're serious. About who they are. Amen. I have one more scripture. And that's James 1. Flip over a little bit. About four, three books. We'll push the button. James 1.22. Hallelujah. And it says, But be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Deceiving yourself. See, when you are here only, you're not doing anything. Well, I read my Bible. This is an example. I read my Bible. Oh, I have, you know, um, prayer me and God every morning at my breakfast table. That's not being a doer. That's being religious. Amen. And that's called you're deceived. Amen. That's what that is. But the Bible says that you must be a, a hearer and a doer. Not just a hear and reading your Bible. Amen. Deceiving yourself. It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man. Now here's that mirror again when we started off looking in that mirror. He says, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away or walks away, and immediately forgets. What kind of man he was. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. You forget what your reflection looked like. Or your reflection is gone when you walk away. Because you don't know who you are. Amen. 25 says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty... Or looks into the word and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the word. See, if you do the word, you won't forget the word. Well, I read something, but (laughs) I read it, but I don't remember what it said. You should have done it. If you do it, you won't forget what you read. How about that? I'm almost done. (laughs) The perfect law of liberty. Amen is the word. And con- continues in it, and he is not—he is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Hallelujah. See, our image stays with us when we're doers. You don't forget who you are. 
because you're doing what you read and you've become that. That word has become who you are. Amen. But he who is just a doer, they just always, well, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to answer the phone because me and God, you know, we're going to have this powwow. And that's okay if it's real. But if it ain't, oh, okay. But if it ain't real, you're in trouble. Because you're going to be doing that stuff all the time. And it will amount to nothing. Amen. And so we need to get sick of our flesh. Put the flesh to rest. And that was original. Amen. Hallelujah. Put the flesh to rest. <laughs> and just trust God. And, be, and don't criticize who you are. Because who you are is great. Who you are is wonderful. Who you are is, is awesome. Powerful. Amen. Amen. Who you are is everything that God wants you to be if you strive toward it. And don't, amen. And don't veer off into some religious nonsense. But know who you are in Christ Jesus. He's planted so much on the inside of our hearts. It's a heart thing. Amen. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank and praise you and we lift you up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are worthy of all honor and praise. And we thank you, Father. We just thank you for yet another day. Yet another day. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before you leave. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give us a little, a little maestro over here. Thank you, Jesus.